0: You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to Beyond the Scenes, the podcast that goes deeper into topics and segments that normally air on the daily show. This, this is what you got to think about this podcast as. All right. So, like, we like eggs, right? Everybody love an egg. This is an omelet. You got the eggs. That's the Daily Show. But then we come in and we give you a little we, we we sprinkle in some crumbled up sausage. We put in some green peppers. We put in onion, cheese, all types of stuff to make something even better for you. Today is kind of a different type of episode. This is this is a topic we don't we haven't had a chance to get into on the Daily Show just yet. But we want to talk about the White House Correspondents Dinner. Uh, that I had the pleasure of hosting not too long ago. And I want to get into it with some of the writers so we can go into, I guess, showing you all the process of what it's like creating that type of script, what it's like creating that type of show. And um, you know what? I think it would be a joy if we first heard a couple of clips from the Correspondents' Dinner before we get into everything. Roll the clip! Y'all look good. You dress nice. You got the nice threads on. You got the jewelry glistening. Look like everybody got a little piece of that settlement money from Fox News, and that's all I have to say about that, because I'm not gonna have Dominion on my ass. I love Dominion. Matter of fact, let me just say it right now, my favorite voting machine is Dominion voting machines. When I go to the polls, I make sure it is a Dominion machine that I use. If your election needs the truth, put dominion in your booth. We should be inspired by the events in France. They rioted when the retirement age went up two years to 64. They rioted, because they didn't want to work till 64. Meanwhile, in America, we have an 80-year-old man begging us for four more years of work. Begging. Begging. Okay, so those are some of the highlights. We might even get into a few more a little later on in the show. Uh, Before I get the writers in here and add them to the program, let me just say that politics is crazy in this world, and things change so, so fast. Like, as a performer, you cannot do this without writers. Last week, Don Lemon got fired. Tucker Carlson got fired. There was all the stuff with the Fox Dominion vote settlement. And then this week... Smartly CNN, well played, announced after the correspondence dinner that they are going to have Donald Trump on their network doing a town hall. So, yo, man, if the correspondence dinner was a couple of days away, yo, it would have been a whole different situation. So when you're in a media landscape where things are changing so, 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 so fast. It's hard to always find a joke that hits what is basically a constantly moving target of the American zeitgeist. So it's my pleasure to talk a little bit about this today. We're going to answer a couple questions. I know some people have some stuff in in my social media comments about the correspondence dinner. So maybe we'll get to some of that. But first, let's meet the writers. Uh, With me in the studio, I'm joined by daily show writer David Angelo. Hello, David.
1: Hey Roy, it's great to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: I'm joined by another writer that wrote with me on the Correspondents' Dinner. He was formerly a writer for the Nightly Show on this beautiful, beautiful Paramount Plus uh, network. <laughs> was a wonderful working stand-up comedian as well. Filoni is Muck. How you doing? I'm I'm here. I'm here. Yes. That is the blackest here. answer I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> I'm you trying to get, I'm trying to get lies. like you, Roy. I'm, I'm here. Like you know, I, just, I woke up and I didn't get shot yet. You know, <laughs> you know, like I go I got two. Uh, my back hurt a little bit, but you know.
2: <laughs> I'm making it. I'm making it out here.
0: <laughs> and also joining us, um, I don't know if she's still an investigative reporter, former investigative reporter, former writer for The Daily Show, uh, Christiana Mbakwe-Medina, who was our head writer. How you doing, Christiana?
3: Hi, Roy. I'm great. How are you?
0: So let's unpack this because I've been tweeted a bunch of quotes. Well, actually, I've been tweeted a lot of shit I can't read <laughs> on the air. Um <laughs> But I have been sent a couple of questions that I think people had about the actual writing process in the assembly of the correspondence center because I've never been on the inside of this at all. I can't speak to the three of you, Angela. I don't know if you've written on any of them
1: in the past or anything. Yeah, I did it with Hassan and with Trevor
0: What was that like what was what what would you say is the difference then between the three? Processes because I don't know how to approach this. Like, because to me, the thing that was weird was that I don't, I've never used writers for stand up, right? Like, I use writers in the show, so there's some degree of trust. But when I got the call about this, Christiana was literally the first person I called because I'm like, all right, I know we can find funny people, but you usually had arguments within the daily show. That I agreed with that were fair, like building the actual structure and the North Star of it. So for me, I wanted to build from what am I trying to say? And now, how can I make that funny? Which is how I build my stand up. But like with Hassan and Trevor, yeah. like, was the construction process the same or was it like?
1: I mean, there everyone was a little different. This one w- was like probably the least number of people working on it. So I think it went tighter. I think everything was a little more like organized in sync like that. The other one, like Trevor's, there were so many people involved that it was kind of like I didn't really even know it was happening. Sometimes it's like yeah. I was sort of on the periphery. And then Hassan, it was kind of just like, uh, I mean, I barely remember, but he had kind of like a head writer, <laughs> sort of like how Christiane, like he had this guy. Um, yeah, Prashant. Yeah, Prashant. Yeah, and, PV. And um, he sort of just kind of. We would ask for jokes and then we'd get the joke. It wasn't that different from this one, actually. It was kind of the same sort of thing. Yeah,
0: I had no idea what to put together. And then, Felonious, I always respected you. I, I don't even, you one of them comedians, man, where I don't even remember where the fuck we met. Like, it's like it was before you were at nightly show. I feel mm-hmm. like we were parlaying on Twitter some, but then it's possible that we just bumped shoulders at some point around the Chicago comedy scene where you where you started out. But you always had takes and angles on the nightly show that were, like, very black. (laughs) Like, y'all got to dig in the crates and find some of Monk shit. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to need some of that in the script (laughs) at some point as well. And also, the way you look at politics from the perspective of a black man, which I am, it was... I don't know. I just, I just felt like it was essential, but like in terms of like writing for Larry Wilmore, who ultimately did the correspondence dinner as well around that, there was some overlap in the time that you were at the nightly show Did Wilmore talk at all about this process.
2: Not really, but I, I will say one of the segments that I was able to do for, uh, with Larry, we made light of him calling former president Obama, uh, I can say the N word. Can I say the N word? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know if saying... I could say nigga. He called him yeah, nigga yeah. on in the, and so yeah. we we had a play off of that uh, in a segment that I did where I said, you know, you my brother of sub-Saharan content, and he was like, wait, did you just call me? I was like, yeah, I called you my nigga. The the idea <laughs> uh, for me is, you know, we make fun of all of these spaces being extremely, you know, centered on white men, but we have we have people of color in the room. The issue is always that we're writing for a specific voice and you can't make, I can't make Jimmy Kimmel say nigger. You know what I mean? You couldn't get John, John Stewart to say nigger. So when you're pushing, when you're pitching jokes, you have to think about the person who's saying the joke. So this was fun for me because I was talking to a guy over 40 who had experiences in the South and in the North who knew, you know, what it was like to do this room full of people who may not look like you, but still want to sound like yourself. So Mm -hmm. that part, that part to me was, you know, was reminiscent of The Nightly Show because that's, I think, what Larry Wilmore did. He presented the same format that everyone else had presented. He just tried to do it with a little bit of color.
0: So Christiana, having taken everybody's jokes, and then let me just give the viewers an understanding of me and Christiana's relationship over the last two weeks, because really, if we're being real about this, we wrote this on a three-week runway.
1: It was quick. I, this was the quickest turnaround of the three episodes. of them. Quick. I, I, <laughs> it was quick.
0: I feel like we had some loose suggestions a <laughs> month out, but the problem was that my guest hosting week for Daily Show ran three weeks before this, and I was so focused on getting ready for content and stuff and segments for my guest week, I couldn't split my mind into two partitions I just go fuck it the day after Friday morning after guest hosting we're gonna really dig in and I started the the process was essentially I would take whatever we had written in a in a big google doc that we were all sharing with the other writers and I would take that and boil that down to a little bit of verbiage take that out into the comedy clubs at night whatever didn't work that's what I would change in the script send that to Christiana she would look at it in the morning get it back to the writers we do punch up and by the time I looked at the script again at eight o'clock at night I could rejigger everything and then go back out from 11 o'clock to one in the morning so I was essentially sleeping I don't know probably three four hours a night and then uh, Angelo was yeah. kind enough to come out on one of those nights and kind of give tweaks and move stuff around but it was a lot of just Christiana and and you sent in the audio to Christiana of every single show that I did and just agreeing like what joke worked, what didn't work, what the crowd didn't respond to. And then just going from there. But what, what are your, from what we constructed Christiana, what are, what are some of your takeaways from the correspondence dinner?
3: You know, it's so interesting when like our initial conversation a couple months back, was it February? Right, I can't. Remember. Like, time means nothing to me right now. <laughs> um, it was we had all of these people we wanted to hit. We were like, oh, Marjorie Taylor Green, and we should do some T.J. Holmes and Amy, and we should like they because they were in the zeitgeist. They were in the news so prominently. And it was kind of like the gift and the curse. We just kept getting the gift of <laughs> news. <laughs> that meant we would just have to just rip up what we had or, you know, what we were trying to say. And then obviously, you know, the Trump arrangement happened and that changed a lot, I think. And then. Yeah, that you Elon
0: know, Musk joke got Black pushed fast.
3: Yeah, Elon, Elon just seemed irrelevant. What was happening at Elon and Twitter, even though when you got the gig, it was a pretty big story is what everyone was talking about. And then Bloody Monday, where Tucker and Don lost their jobs. It was just like, there's no way we can't open with Fox Dominion and into these massive firings. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with how it went, but the reshuffling and the resyncing and listening to the audio. And then it's funny, because I was listening to all of it so religiously, what would get a hard laugh like the week before, in light of everything that happened the next week, kind of like, oh, we don't really care about that. You know, you could just feel the temperature changing as the news cycle went. So it was like a real gift, but it just meant that we were messaging you on WhatsApp, literally <laughs> while you were sitting.
0: Y'all, yeah, we'll get, <laughs> <a> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's watch a clip real quick from the correspondence dinner. Don't give it up for Dark Brandon. Oh, this joke. Right. Oh, shit. Right. Happy to be here. Oh, real quick, Mr. President, I think you left some of your classified documents up here. You can get to the... Yeah. yeah, no, don't give them to him. I'll put them in a safe place. He don't know where to keep them. I must. <laughs> we never ran that joke. Yeah. Dark I... Brandon? The, the, the document joke? Yeah. No, the Dark Brandon. Yeah, the document joke
3: never ran it. No, I saw, no, I
2: remember watching that and oh. thinking, I don't recall that in the document. He's freestyling.
0: No. 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 Like, that was... He, he pitched it in the, the day, right,
3: Roy? You were like... Yeah. Because both the property dr- brothers showed Yeah, out. that's it what happened. With our that's whole not... thing. <laughs> so,
0: so, for for the people who don't know, the White House Correspondents Association gives us a list of the confirmed guests, but you don't know who's going to show up or not. And we were told from the jump there would only be one property brother. Only one property brother. So, the initial opening line was... Greetings, distinguished members of the media, our greatest leaders, and a property brother. And then I go down to COVID testing that morning, I fucking see the other property brother. (laughs) And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. What the fuck are we gonna, how do we, like... Yeah, through the wrenching. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so we start trying to figure out a new (laughs) open, and that's what we ended up coming up with. And that ended up being way funnier... Way funnier. ...than the property brother line. Mm -hmm. Then I find out from one of our other writers, Matt Negrin, that Dr. Fauci was there because you all are at the table or whatever just checking Twitter and looking at stuff and they're sending me jokes in real time at the table. They go, Fauci's here. And I go, oh, perfect. (laughs) We'll sneak him in behind the Property Brother joke and just fucking go from there. So it's a pleasure to be here amongst our country's greatest leaders, distinguished media organizations, both Property Brothers and Dr. Fauci. If you see Fauci, take a picture with him. That's your new booster shot. <laughs> All right, after the break, I guess we should talk more about the actual night and the jokes and the people. And I guess I should tell y'all. Oh, I'll tell you who loves me now.
1: Ooh. I'll tell you who that's a te- loves me. That's a tease. I'm me. saying it for after the break. <laughs> and it's not, you will not <laughs> guess this person.
0: Fucking loves me. You don't even fucking understand. It's Beyond the Scenes. We'll be right back. (laughs) Beyond the Scenes, we are back. We're talking about the White House Correspondents Dinner, which I had the honor of being a part of. And we're here with some of the writers and head writers from that evening. Before we do anything else, let's just go into a quick clip of some of the best jokes from that evening. And then I want to come back and get y'all's opinion. I want to go around the horn and find out which joke that y'all think was going to bomb. <laughs> One of them did bomb to me. <laughs> this ain't hating on another right. First, the clip. The untouchable Tucker Carlson is out of a job. Now, yeah. okay, some people celebrate it. But to Tucker's staff, I want you to know that I know what you're feeling. I work at The Daily Show, so I too have been blindsided by the sudden departure of the host of a fake news program. <laughs> But can we just all acknowledge, can we just all be honest and just say that the Trump arrest didn't hit like we thought it was going to hit? We're so desensitized to scandals now. That Trump arrest, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. The Trump arrest was like a pot brownie you ate four hours ago. And you're like, hmm, do I feel justice? This don't feel like justice. Hmm, let me try one of them Georgia arraignment brownies. Maybe that'll hit. Okay, that one's last got some kick to it. I think Republicans, y'all would be surprised, man, if y'all would just be real about what CRT is, you'd be surprised. Some black folks might might meet you halfway, but you gotta tell the truth. You can't lie to black people. Call it what it is. Anti-CRT policies are an attack on black history and an attempt to erase the contributions of black people from the history books. That's what it is. You are trying to erase black people and a lot of black people wouldn't mind some of that erasure as long as that black person is Clarence Thomas. <laughs> okay. All right. So a lot of good jokes in there. Thank you all for the assistance. Oh, and also shout out, shout out to Matt Nagar and Lily Bumpkin. We're talking, um, Khalia, what's Khalia's last name? Our writer's assistant. Okay. Tyson. And Ambria Tyson. Allen.
3: Ambria Allen. Yeah. So.
0: Of all of the jokes that we did, the joke that I thought would get a laugh or a clap and it got neither was the joke about. This is America. We don't make laws. We make a promise to pass a law, then we don't do anything. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that would get something. It got, it got
1: something it, in the uh, club.
0: I warned you, Roy. Roy, <laughs> I didn't <hear> you about <laughs> that. I did. <laughs> if there's one person that could use a scandal, it's Ron DeSantis. That boy is just running around just passing every controversial law he can think of, thinking that's going to activate voters. That's not how you activate voters in this country, Ron. Everybody knows how you do politics. This is America. We don't pass laws. You make a promise to voters and then you don't do it. That's what the great leaders in this room understand. You know how to make things not happen. I want to say I was like, Run. Then, then the line, then the line was, um, that's what you all understand. Y'all are the best at not making things happen. Yeah. And do you remember the original line, Christiana? Because that was the softer version. The original line was, that's why you're all in this room. Y'all are yeah. the you're all the best liars. <laughs>
3: Because you're the best at life, and I was like, Roy, you can't say well, that. I can't say they're the best laugh. <laughs> But I,
0: but saying you're the best at not I didn't making think it happen—that
3: was, I.
0: It got nothing. Yeah. It got nothing. And I, like in my head, as soon as it came out my mouth, I was like, "Fuck her. She was right." But you know, you know what, Roy?
2: <laughs> you know what I realized as, <laughs> as a comic—you thought because when I read it, I was like, "Oh, this is hilarious," because my brain can only see me performing that joke in a clip and making it work. It didn't cross my mind that this wasn't a room that you were going to be able to, with a facial expression or a change in tone, you weren't going to be able to make it work because they were focused on what you were saying more than how you were saying it, which I'm not used to that.
3: They're also like, they're like a Hilton, they're like five drinks in, right? (laughs) So like those type of like Uh. really nuanced (laughs) jokes, like...
1: Right.
3: I think by the time it landed they were like, Oh, we can't be bothered to laugh. Let me have some more whiskey. Right. Like that was it. That's what I felt it would yeah, be. Yeah, and by
1: and at that point in the night they were already getting their orders from the CIA for the tomorrow's broadcasts, you know, what they needed to say. <laughs> 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 so they were distracted Jeez. although you did it you did that joke in the club I think it worked in the club
0: when I called them the best liars in the club it yeah. was great
1: because it wasn't about them right. yeah, that it's audience a constituents. Right. it's yeah. a
0: constituent joke the, the people liked it exactly. but you said
1: it to them exactly. about them and they were like "Well, isn't that part minute. of the
2: balance though you're playing to the yeah. room but you're also keenly aware that the constituents are watching this right? you're trying to make the room feel yeah. but the clips that are going viral aren't yeah. necessarily the ones that killed in the room. It's the ones that the constituents connected with the most are the ones that they're
0: repeating.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
3: that's
0: true. I want to hear which jokes y'all were like, ugh, I don't know how <laughs> that one's gonna I'm glad like, you said that. I think it's oh funny. God, I, I don't mean, even know. That was like, one of them. Cool.
2: The one that you just mentioned uh, that, <laughs> that I was heavily, in, that my yeah. fingerprints were on. I really was not. Yeah. I wasn't sure specifically because I knew that the BMF and the power lines were very specific to a particular demographic. And I didn't think that was a room full of that demographic. But I also
0: thought the people who watch BMF and power are very dedicated. But it is not that. But I
2: also but but that was my my thinking was (laughs) the same way that room won't get the BMF reference. The people who watch BMF won't get the succession reference. And that's the the issue there. But I knew that somebody who there would be one, one power viewer, one Bmf watcher who will go, "Hey man, they mentioned Big Meach," and that that was all I wanted.
3: You, I felt like you, you, I felt like
2: you reached out to me specifically for that joke. I, I, he was like, "Put something real specifically black that's only gonna be for them seventeen people,"
0: and that's what we did. So. Right after a Vanderpump (laughs) rule, 17 people and 50 Cent, which turned it into 1.7 million
3: people. 17 people and 50 Cent. Don't forget, 50 Cent cent liked it. 17. (laughs)
1: So,
0: yeah, that's what we needed. But here's the thing the thing with that, though, was that even with 50 Cent, right? 50 Cent reposted that part of the joke because he's an executive producer and co creator on those two series. The line after about Biden. We got to replace Tucker Carlson. Millions of Americans don't know why they hate you. And then they cut to Biden's face. I never saw, you got to remember, I'm on stage. I don't right. see the cutaway shots, I don't see any of that. So <laughs> Biden's reaction to the joke was almost like a punch up tag yeah. to the joke, like in yeah. and of itself. Because I didn't know he had this surprised look on his face like, what the fuck did you just say? Tucker got caught up. Got caught up like that dude from Vanderpump Rules. Text message stuff. I don't know what Vanderpump Rules is about. i am just watched it a couple times. My friends told me it's like BMF, but for white people. Or is that secession? No, secession is power for white people. No, Tucker Carlson is power for white people. No, that's white power. You know, never mind. Don't worry about that. We, don't, don't we got to get Tucker back on the air, Mr. President, because right now there's millions of Americans that don't even know why they hate you.
3: Was an Angelo joke, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. He didn't yeah. move for like two seconds. <laughs> you I, and, I, and I and I knew Biden would be bewildered when he said his name, so I kind of I kind of worked it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was part of the architecture.
0: <laughs> All right, what about you, Angelo? Give me give me one. Oh, just I was trying to look because
1: I forget. But the the I thought everything was I expected kind of everything to work because we went through it. I think the school shooting one was yeah. the most like. Um, who the, gave, the biggest question mark about how they'd respond
0: who gave me the kanye joke that i didn't do because mm. i just didn't want that here i didn't give it to you that but was i said a, don't do it a,
3: a blend of me that <laughs> that was a blend of myself and lily who's jewish all right <laughs> No one's about to get me. <laughs> and then Lily was like, "Maybe you shouldn't do
0: that. <laughs> it worked in the clubs. It worked in the clubs. It was coming off of the BET joke, Mark. I'm not sure if you were on board yet. By the time we dropped the Kanye joke, which no. is probably for the best, because you would have tagged it and made, <laughs> I made it worse, more, made me even more cancel. Yeah, yeah. yeah would have taken us.
3: <laughs>
0: but the the joke was about it was coming off of BET. BET it, Tyler Perry's thinking about buying BET, and that's how broke these companies are. They're thinking about giving BET back to Black people, and then the tag was. Roy, don't say the joke. Why not? Don't say the joke. Just I, say hi. I, I
3: can't okay, right, the joke.
1: Please say the joke. Okay, let me let me navigate as a, as a white ally. Let me nav- navigate this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the joke oh my gosh! generally speaking generally speaking it was you know it was a joke about kanye and his in his um Spat. S- anti-semitism Correct. which was in the news and how mm-hmm. like he says you know that you all are familiar that he the jews run the media that was the kanye thing and so the joke was about how they were selling it to a black person and that didn't fit with kanye's Proving theories. that Kanye's
0: theories were wrong. Yeah, like they, yeah, yeah. See, thank you. See, Christiana, we yeah. got through that just fine. We all yeah. still got well, our job well, we, for we now. Did, but you, you <laughs> didn't say it. Angelo did. So I was right I again. I right. <laughs> but yet we felt like we ended up putting that for length, and then also. Because the audience does not know me as a c- comedian. That's the other hurdle I was dealing with, is that yeah. even if you only know me from The Daily Show, I know you don't know my stand-up because right, yeah. my first two specials yeah. was on the Comedy Central app. And, you know, this is before <laughs> Paramount Plus saved us <laughs> and gave us, you know, I'm just being real. Like, right, right. So I can't assume yeah. that you know my heart mm-hmm. as a comedian.
1: Yeah, and when you're doing all this weird yeah. political stuff, like you don't have the time to make them trust you and what right. you're saying or even before you get to the punchline they're gonna get tense because you know how people have like Set the buzzword yeah and then they're already like oh we heard this word yeah. you know so that they just start doing their pavlovian thing and it loses the room that's why i thought it, you know it, whether it's a point that is um <laughs> good with kanye and this and that it's just more like i yeah. I, I think in christiana you agree it was just like
0: Perfectly it was just it was joke. too
1: much like yeah. math for the room for not to pay off.
0: Come see me live. Yeah. I'll do that
1: but shit you know, you know what I will say, watching that, watching that <laughs> yeah.
0: process,
2: though, was interesting for me as a stand up, because I don't think about that while I'm doing stand up. I think about whether or not the joke will work. Is the joke funny? Is the joke funny? And do I stand by the joke? And so to kind of see you guys have this insight to what will lose the room. Before you do the joke is different for me. That, but I, but I think you're right. Like hearing the joke, I'm like that. The joke is tame. That will kill in a comedy club. But I could see how today was going to be a bunch of he supports Kanye Wester. He made the Jews or the, and and that would have been that would have yeah. been detrimental to what and you accomplished. Worth
0: it, yeah.
1: Yeah, because it, we, it was yeah, strategic, like, what? How, where will we lose the room? Because we're going to do that a point, couple of right. times. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just like,
3: yeah.
2: so you don't want to do it too yeah. many you wanna, times. And you do
1: it you for have to pick it. which one. No, exactly. If you're going to do it, you want
2: to do it for something better than that particular. I joke. Felt that's it, a good joke, but that's not the one you want to lose.
1: The yeah, the then go in a bat for Kanye. The school shooting joke yeah, was like, a joke where you're like, man, we're going to lose but
3: we're going to say it. That's a, yeah. Right. Well, so that's the thing. I, and it's that thought that we like we knew there were certain moments where the room would, would not be right. behind us. But we felt that mm-hmm. the final 25 percent when Roy did Ooh. his kumbaya thing, as we started calling it, mm-hmm. would bring them back because then they would be like, see that Roy is rooted in more than just like kind of like comedy and provocative ideas. He kind of comes. From I thought the, that was the of best. I thought
2: that was the most important journalist. moment. Of the and I and I thought it was funny. I thought it was everything, but once I saw that version, because that wasn't the original version I saw in the Google Doc, that was added in the last four or five. That's it
0: evolved. That evolved. Part
2: was yeah, that was big to me. That
0: changed.
3: It was a back and forth, right, Roy? Because initially it was too. I felt it was too long, (laughs) and I sent it back to Roy with a bunch of cuts. Yeah, it was was too emotional. I was like, I love the mum stuff, but we need to figure out the dad stuff. But the way it was compressed mm-hmm. came away, people came away feeling like, oh, he really sincerely cares. And then it tied into the broader theme of like these scandals and the fact that, you know, what's going on with the press that we're not necessarily yep. talking about. Um, but I was just concerned, especially since that B U T joke was so up top. It was like oh. one of the opening, um, after like just the greeting. I was like, yo, if he loses them at that point, then you bomb. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm aware that we're playing to different constituencies. And my feeling was, whatever goes viral, if the clip is a room full of people not laughing, (laughs) then it's just like...
0: (laughs) It's you bombing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're bombing. Even if the person watching it is like, this BMF joke is hilarious. But if no one's laughing, it's like, is it funny? And I just didn't want that and it was it was hard because we're constantly doing those calculations of like okay we're playing to the room and in the room there's like this big ideological division you know there's the politicians and then there's the press then you got someone from <laughs> Vanderpump rules and the people at home are yeah. like I'm a Bravo fanatic so I, I was trying to get a housewives or Vanderpump rules in there somewhere um but like the rest of the room don't know yeah. what the hell that is <laughs> you know so it was just like and we're like oh yeah and then we want We want the people in the shade room to have something that they laugh about. That was like, we had a shade room joke in there initially, Roy, remember? But we lost that, We lost it for time,
0: but then shade room picked up the Kamala joke. Um, Okay, after the break, I will wrap up this conversation with some of my wonderful, wonderful writers from the White House Correspondents Dinner and the lovely, I don't even know why they call it a speech. It's a performance. (laughs) We'll be right back. As we wrap up here, because I want to hold you all up. I'm going to tell you the one person who loved the set that I was shocked, but then it could be the bridge we need to bring the correspondence dinner back to being a beautiful bipartisan evening of roasting at the CBS party. Kellyanne Conway. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Loved it. And I don't know if that's success or failure. We don't know what... Ke- She's newly Ka- single,
3: Ra- single, Roy. Yeah, Her I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, might not have had anything to do with the joke. Kellyanne, what's up, Ra- yeah she, she likes a bit of color, so, you know. Or
0: should I call you... Should I call you a little going See, now y'all been twisted it into something freaky. That's enough. <laughs> Somebody asked me this earlier. Um, would you do this again? Depends on who the host is. Yeah.
3: Oh, my God. If it's on
0: who the host is, I would.
3: Oh, no. If it's you, yes, but I'm not doing this again.
2: <laughs> okay. say, oh, no, for you. Yes, i do <laughs> it for you. You <laughs> for somebody else?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you so much, David Angelo, Christiana Mbakwe Medina, and thank you, Felonius Monk. Thank you all for going beyond the scenes with me. See you next time. Listen to The Daily Show Beyond the Scenes on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Comedy Central
2: Podcast.